Hello, listeners, and welcome. Twelve Sided Stories presents Otherworld London, an actual play RPG podcast that uses the seventh edition Call of Cthulhu system. We weave macabre, gaslight era tales of terror and suspense for your listening enjoyment. Our games are story driven and rules light. Now, our keeper for Otherworld London, Wes Otis. Hey everybody, welcome to Otherworld London. This is episode 35. Uh, we have some players. Let's start with Michelle. Hi everybody, um, I'm Michelle Otis and for tonight's episode, I'm playing someone a little different. Uh, her name is Morgan Atrio. Hey guys, I'm Mac Beauvais. I'm going to be playing Jessica Vogg. Hi guys, this is Terry Gamble here. I'm going to be playing I Say Fog tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, whatever you're listening. <laughs> yeah, whatever time it is in the apocalypse. So this episode's going to be a little bit different. We're going to be playing through a story of how Dr. Vogg came to be. The Vogg family is actually an immigrant family, a Jewish immigrant family from Germany that moved here around 1900. Isaiah was three when he moved here and Jessica was not born yet. When they got here, their name was Vogenberg. And they shortened it when they got to Ellis Island to just Vogue, as they did with a lot of the families that were coming in. They live in the Bronx. Abel's the one that, that moved everybody from Germany to America, seeking a better life. This was way before World War I, but there was still a lot of migration going on during the time. So that's the setup. You guys are in the Bronx, and you have been there your entire lives. You you haven't really traveled much outside. Isaiah doesn't re even really remember the trip over maybe like glimpses because he was so young. When you guys got over here, your father Abel found a job as a assistant clockmaker. He was a clockmaker in Germany. And when he got over here, he started working on clocks. He's just fixes clocks, builds clocks, does does a lot of this work on a daily basis and is really good at it. And so good, he's got to the point where he has his own shop. Right now, Jessica, you are in school. Your father, he's a history buff, and you have fallen into that as well. And so you studied history. You guys also notice that there's some occult on your pages. The occult scene is kind of big right now. It's the early 20s. A lot of young people are reading blasphemous books and going to parties they shouldn't. <laughs> so you guys all uh, have some or, or should have some occult. Michelle Morgan, your character, is a friend of Jessica's. You guys are going to the same school, but you're going for photography and journalism. And so that's been your main focus. Your parents were also immigrants. They came from Italy around the same time as Abel Vogt did. And you have now grown up and you're second generation. And that's where we're basically starting. You guys are, all of you, at the Vogt's house about to eat a birthday dinner for Abel Vogt. Over the last six months, Abel has seemed to become 
more obsessive about his clock making. Clockmakers tend to be very meticulous because they have to be. It has to, everything has to be perfect to be able to function for long periods of time. And you're sitting in this dining room. It's a small apartment dining room and surrounded by clocks. There's all sorts. There's, you know, there's a couple of mantle clocks. There's cuckoo clocks hanging on the, the wall. And a lot of them, like I said, look relatively new and they can't all be his. I mean, it's that's impossible, you know, but he sits there and he gives the blessing for the meal in Hebrew. And then your mom, Naomi, comes out with the food and starts serving it. After the prayer and everything, Abel Vogt goes, um, so I have good news for the three of you, actually. It's, it's part of the reason why I wanted uh, Morgan to join us for this uh, dinner. I got us a chance to go down to different sites in Peru not really a tourist thing. They've got some digs going on down there, and I know that Jessica would be interested in that. And of course, pictures can be taken. So I figured since you two are best friends, you, you could go together. And Isaiah, I'd like to spend more time with you. And also, I need a pilot. So um, <laughs> I think that it should be a lot of fun. That's wonderful news, Papa. Mr. Vogg, that's that's so kind of you to, to take me along. Well, you know, obviously I'd like your parents to, to let me know that it's okay. I know you're of an adult course. and all, but uh, I don't want to take someone without their parents saying it's okay. Peru is pretty far. You sure we're going to be all right? Yeah, we'll be fine. We're not going anywhere dangerous. It's a long flight. Well, you won't be flying the whole way. We're going to take a bigger plane from here down to Mexico and then into Brazil. And then from Brazil across the Amazon is where you're going to fly. So you got it all mapped out already. All right. Yeah, I've, I've been planning this for, for a little bit. I just think it'd be a good experience for us all to go to a different country and travel. And we've been in the Bronx for a long time now. And you guys have gotten older. And I really think that it, it would be a good thing. I'm getting older and I want to do these kind of things before I can't. Ma, you look, you look nervous. Well, you know, uh, what's the hesitation? I, your grandmother needs me to, to take care of her. And I, uh, I don't really like camping very much. So I'm going to stay behind. I don't like roughing it. I did enough of that when I was younger. I just worry about all of you. I don't want to lose any of you, and I would feel awful. And But what an adventure. I mean, life is, what is life without an adventure? Safe. It's it's safe. Life without adventure is safe, and you know. Um, I'm worried if you don't come, Ma, honestly. I'd be more worried being that far away from you. I, I know. Well, I mean, Abel, what do you think? Abel kind of looks down for a moment and shoes the cat away and says, well, I would like you to come. Maybe we can see if the neighbors can check in on, on grandma and see if she's okay. I can always ask my parents too. Do you think your parents would be okay with that? Oh yeah. They love you guys. They would be so happy to. All right. I'll go with you all. It, it should be a lot of fun. At that point, there's a knock on the door and Naomi gets up and goes to the door and brings in this box and she goes, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, dear. I, I ordered this 
three weeks ago and they just brought it. Now she puts this big box down in front of him and he opens it up and pulls out a brand new, very nice looking typewriter. Oh, thank you. And on the bottom of it, it says Dr. Vogue. You know, I, I hate that nickname. I'm not a doctor. I just like history. That doesn't mean I'm like some kind of anthropologist or something like, like Jessica. What's wrong with being an anthropologist? Well, nothing, dear. It's just you're a professional. I'm just, uh, I'm not a doctor. Naomi goes, well, we thought it would look good and, and we thought it was cute. So you get to be a doctor when you're typing on your new typewriter. So, okay, fine. I think it's kind of sweet. So you guys have a nice dinner and he puts the new typewriter on his desk. The next week, you guys do all your planning and finally fly down to Brazil. At that point, Isaiah takes over the cockpit and you guys take off from Brazil, headed to Peru across the Amazon. The rain starts to come in and you can hear Naomi in the back praying as you guys are going through these really big sheets of rain hitting the plane and then there's also the occasional hit of turbulence and a crack of lightning. I take Jessica and Naomi's hands. Okay. (laughs) At one point this big bolt of lightning comes down and it is not far from you. It's like as if Zeus himself is sending this huge bolt of lightning down and lighting the sky up. And right when that happens, your dad freaks out and grabs the stick and pushes it down. He says, we gotta get down, and suddenly sends the plane into a dive. Isaiah, give me a piloting roll. 54. Okay. So he throws you into this big dive and you're pulling, trying to pull him up. And he looks pretty manic. It's almost as if he's looking down at his watch as he's pushing down. And he's, you can see he's mouthing some words like he's counting. You realize the only way you're going to be able to pull this thing up in time is if you push him away. So can you just give me a strength check? Sure. That did not go as well as piloting. I guess I'm a good pilot, but not very strong. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because my strength is 53, but I just rolled a 97. Oh, well, that's fun. Do you want to try to push the roll? Give it another try? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, give it Uh-oh. a try. Yeah, nothing ventured, nothing. Still over, but uh, a better uh, 67 instead of 97. <laughs> I'm still over yeah. 53. So you push on him and, and you can't get him to let go. You're a strong old man. Um, but you did succeed on your piloting row, so you're able to at least get the plane to level out a little bit so it's not a complete dive into the canopy. And you guys crash. (laughs) 
Everybody do me a favor and give me a luck roll. Nope. Okay. I got a 74 or over 40. Oof. Very similar. That's cute. 73 over 45. Okay. I got a 45 Me. under my 75. I have a high wow. luck. Well, I think your luck, I think I might have, no, wait. They call her lady luck. luck. You got lucky. <laughs> All right. Mac, Jessica wakes up with this gash down her arm and it's bleeding and you take three points. Oof. Isaiah, you had on your seatbelt, but uh, branches came into the cockpit as you hit. You got scraped up and, and messed up as well, and you're bleeding, and you take four. Michelle, Morgan still gets beat up a little bit, so you will take a point, but you were lucky. Let's see what your mom did. Oh, okay, your mom's lucky as well. Okay, so Naomi's just uh, bruised up. Your dad is passed out. He uh, he took a pretty bad hit to the head. The plane is literally stuck in the top of the trees, and you hear the metal creak. What do you guys want to do? I'm going to move very carefully, very slowly towards the uh, the cockpit of the plane. This is what he what are you doing up here? You okay? You all right? You all right? Uh, I I got a little beat up and my arm it's oh my god it's it's, it's freaking bleeding it's it's pretty bad but what happened you need to wrap something on it you need to wrap something on it I don't know Pa grabbed the grabbed the stick and wouldn't let up and I tried to get him off me I I, I tried to fight him off but he just he just uh, grabbed and pulled I don't know I guess he's drawn here I don't know is he is he alive or is he just unconscious I can't tell right now. Uh, we gotta. You need to wrap to that on. You need to wrap that on before you bleed out. I'm uh, looking for a first aid kit on the plane. Every time you move, you can hear the plane make a sound of metal groaning. Just so you know, because you guys are up in the tree canopy, you didn't actually hit all the way down, so it got caught in all these vines and everything. You're probably about ten feet up from the ground. All right, you got to be careful. Don't move too quickly, Jessica. Yeah, Camilla. Okay, I move very, very slowly, and I have a low first aid, but I'm going to try and do first aid on her. Is your higher? Do you want to give it a try? Yeah, mine's higher, so I think I would just say, here, give it, let, let me see that. And let's see if I actually succeed or if I'm just a big old dummy dumb. Uh, I got a 23 under 50. Nice. So you bandaged yourself up and you stopped the bleeding. What do you guys want to do? Oh, we got to get out of here, but we got to do it gently. Uh, maybe. And, and we have to get Paw out of here, too. We should check on him and make sure he's still with us right now. I can't tell. Are there smelling salts in the uh, yeah in the first aid are. kit? Yeah. Um, I I do smelling salts under his nose. Wake up, Paul. What happened? You grabbed the stick and you you pushed us down here. What's going on? You all right? Do you remember up in the sky? I I remember we were flying. Stay still. But... Stay still. Uh, I got. For some reason, I, f- I just got this overwhelming fear. I, I just I just felt like I I had to get down. I just, I don't know what came over me. 
You... I... You, we crashed. You crashed the plane. I'm sorry, I... My head really hurts. Oh, and he's got this big bump. He's obviously concussed. He goes, uh, what's all the creaking? Ah, stay very still, like I said, up in a tree. It didn't land on the ground. We crashed. You gotta stay still, but you gotta stay awake. It looks like you got a little concussion, so you gotta stay with us and, and stay, stay alert. Okay? Um, all right. All right. So we're gonna try to get out of here, but we're gonna go nice and slow, and we gotta keep the balance on this beast. So if this bird starts creaking, we're gonna fall. Yeah. All right? Yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah, I, I, I understand. Right. So we're gonna slowly find a way to open our door on the side here. We might have to do a little counterbalance. All right, you with me, ladies? Yeah. 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 I'm probably putting on a pack because whatever we have in there, supplies-wise, we probably have in backpacks. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And when we leave up here, we can also throw a couple down. I'll try to keep Pa on me, but we're going to have to try to get him out of here. So you guys do have rope, mm-hmm. and you go to the edge, and you open up the door, mm-hmm. and you're about 10 feet, 10 or 12 feet off the ground. So obviously, if you jumped, you would break something more than likely. So we'll lower down with the ropes. We'll use the ropes. We're going to make a pulley system. Okay. And we'll get everything out with the by kind of by pulley and by dropping it down. Each person that goes down the pulley system is going to have to make a dex roll. Who wants to go down first? I'll go down first because I'm the least injured, so okay. I can be the one kind of guiding stuff on the ground. And I'll be the one kind of running the pulley up in the top. All right, give me a dex check. Uh, 23 under my 68. Awesome. So you make it down. And the plane makes this, like, groaning sound as you are underneath it. Your mom, Naomi's going to go next. Oh, she did really well. So she makes it down. When the two of you make it down to the floor of the jungle, you hear this really, like, strange cracking sound. Uh-oh. Suddenly everything goes quiet for just a moment. And then after, like, a couple of seconds, the birds start to uh, chirp again. But it was very distinct. All right, who's next? We should get Paw out of here. Yeah. All right. Wrap him up. Send him on down. Let's yeah. see what he does. The pulley kind of gives a little, and he slides, and he takes another two points when he hits the ground. And Ouch. he's really disoriented at this point. So that leaves uh, Jessica and Isaiah. Um, which of us should go first? I'll send you down, and then I'll just, you know, Are you sure? climb down. Yeah, I'll be all right. Let's get okay. you down there. All right, don't, don't let me fall, okay? I got you, sis. Okay. I got a 39 under yeah. my 50. I told you I got yes. you, sis. Yes. <laughs> so you make it down, and it's your turn, Isaiah. 
All right. I sent a couple waffle things I think right. we need from the plane. Yeah, and I got a 13. Nice. So, yeah, you, nice. you have no Damn. problem at all. You get down. Do like a triple backflip on the way. <laughs> You're actually sliding down uh, head first with like your arm out, like Circus Soleil kind of thing. <laughs> and he, then he does a flip and superhero right. landing. <laughs> Ta-da! So your father is pretty badly beat up and the rain, I mean, the canopy of the trees is keeping the rain from... Uh, getting into uh, the floor of the forest too, you know, not too badly, but you're still pretty wet. Do you want to stay here or do you want to move out? It's about noonish at this point. I'd be worried about moving Paw too far. We've got to get out from underneath this plane, though, so we got to find a spot to make camp. But we need to move away from here just in case this thing blows or something else happens with this engine. Who knows? At least we got a compass of some sort. So hopefully, yeah, the compass works. Work. So you guys figure out which way west you are going because you were heading towards the airstrip. You guys were traveling for a good fair amount, but it could take you a couple of days, maybe maybe four or five days to walk out. So you guys search around and you find a spot that you think is pretty well covered where your dad can recover a bit. Why he's sitting there, or you guys talk about what's your plan. We should see if we can find something dry enough to start a fire. It's going to be hard pressed in these parts. Did we have a tent with yeah, us? Yeah, you guys have equipment? your full gear. Like, you were able to throw down all your stuff and your compass, and you have food and water. So, luckily, because uh, Terry made her piling row, you guys didn't lose any of your stuff. Okay, so I think the first thing we should do is set up camp. Yeah, somebody needs to find some dry wood. Some of us need to pitch the tents, you know. So we just need to divide it up. I'll I'll go look for something dry that we can burn. I'll put up the tent and make sure Pa keeps talking to me because he shouldn't sleep. I'll keep I'll keep, uh, I'll keep an eye on him. I'm I'm a little rattled, so uh, I'll keep right. him from falling asleep. And uh, why you got why you three deal with that? No problem. Thanks, Ma. I'm glad you're here. I'll go with you, Jessica. I don't think any of us should go out to the woods alone. Okay. Jessica and Morgan, you guys are kind of searching around. I'm going to imagine that you're not going to stray too far from yeah. the campsite, obviously. Yeah. You can clearly see where the plane is, and you guys aren't very far from where the plane crashed, um, mm -hmm. just because it makes a good marker. And you come around one of the trees, and laying there is a bundle of wood and what looks to be some fruit. Do you think somebody else is out here? Unless, yeah, I mean, that's weird. Unless, you know, we got a guardian angel. Well, I don't know about this fruit here, but I mean, maybe they, maybe we could at least take some of this dry wood yeah i mean we can take the fruit back we may not eat it but 
We don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth. Okay. I just kind of say to the air, thank you. (laughs) Now, back at the uh, campsite, you hear for the first time for you, Isaiah, because when you were up in the trees, you didn't really hear it. But this time you hear this unsettling sound. When it happens, all the birds go silent. You just hear the rain. And then a few moments later, you hear the birds start up again, just as Morgan and Jessica make their way back to the camp. Did you hear that? Yeah. What was that? It it happened when we were getting out of the plane. The same thing. Uh, Well, I guess let's keep an ear out for it if it happens again hopefully it's hopefully it's nothing yeah you girls heard the same thing yeah when yeah we, when we first came out of the plane uh, it was weird i don't like it i don't like it one bit this place kind of gives me the creeps i wasn't really too keen on this whole trip but they were i just insisting i know and i just I know I was just so eager for an adventure and now we're out here and I don't know what's happening and... Yep, hate to be like, I told you so, but... uh, Really? At this time? I'm sorry, sis. I'm sorry. I just, I hate it. I hate it. I hate that we got pushed out here. I didn't want to really fly this far. Thought it was too far. Thought bringing Ma was a good idea, so get her out of... Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (sighs) I'm sorry. I, like, put my hand on Jessica's shoulder, you know, kind of comforting her. I should have put my foot down when I had the chance. I'm sorry. How could you have foreseen this? I don't know. I just had a feeling it wasn't going to be good. Yeah, this place gives me the heebie-jeebies. After a massive lightning strike, you see off in the distance four shadowy figures. Maybe there are other people out here, which I, that's either really good or really bad. I'm kind of terrified. Yeah. Um, hopefully they don't mind about the firewood. Hopefully that wasn't theirs. Maybe they left it for us. I do have my gun on me. I'll have it out the ready. Just in case they're not friendly. Girls, uh, your dad is, uh. He's mumbling something about need to meet something about I I don't know I can't make it out he's just repeating the same things over and over again sounds like numbers I I don't know need to meet numbers numbers when you get close to your father you hear him repeating the same numbers over and over again Isaiah, you realize relatively quickly that he's repeating the longitude and latitude numbers. Ah, uh, Pa. What's. Which, where are you trying to send us? What? What, what? what you got? You what right? Do you, mean? you just. You're giving me numbers, but it uh, sounds like you're giving me coordinates. What, what's, 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 what's going on, Pa? Coordinates? No, um. I'm sorry. I. Oh, my head hurts. Yeah, you got a concussion. You're going to be all right. Stay awake. You were just saying some numbers, though. Um, Sounded like latitude and longitude. 
Oh, maybe we should. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel, I feel like there's, there's something I need to see. Do you guys smell that? There's like this pungent, pungent odor. Do, do, do we smell anything? No, just rain. It smells like forest pie. Is there a particular scent that, is it good or bad or? It's not good, no. It's, uh. What's it smell like? Smells like acidy. I, I hope Pa's not having a stroke. I know. I don't know. <sighs> it's not good. We should move. Um, we should get moving. We were just setting up camp, Pa. Yeah. I don't know how far you can go right now. You're not looking too good. Okay, then. All right. Yeah, let's let's at least wait out the night and see how you feel in the morning. I, I agree. Yeah. So you guys spend the rest of the day kind of watching your parents. Your mom did relatively well, so she's she's okay and she has switched into care mode when it comes to your dad. So but he's kind of disconnected and every once in a while when he's not actively trying to keep himself awake, we'll start rattling off those numbers again. Do I have like an atlas or a map or anything that I can take oh, a look yeah. at those coordinates? So I'm going to take a look. Okay. So you take a look at the coordinates and from what you can tell, you're about two miles from where the coordinates intersect. Two jungle miles is hot. We're only about yeah. two miles away, but that's going to probably take us at least a day. It's like Hollywood this. to Burbank. <laughs> well, just to cut through that brush and to yeah. cut back vines and all that kind of stuff, because if it's uncharted territory, really, it's going to be really difficult in this terrain, I'm sure. Well, at least it ain't 10 jungle miles. True. That night, you guys get ready to go to bed, and the forest is not quiet. At night, there are lots and lots of bugs uh, making, singing their songs, singing the song of their peoples. <laughs> And um, <laughs> you guys have all of your nets up and everything else. But then in the middle of the night, you're all suddenly awoken by the fact that all of the sounds have disappeared. It is completely silent outside. You don't hear anything. And then you hear a step and a clicking sound. And this is a great place to stop part one of the story of Dr. Vogue. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, there are three ways that you can help us. Uh, give us a shout out on social medias. Tell your friends about us. Go out and give us a review on any of the podcast platforms like iTunes or Google or Spotify or whatever. Give us a, a review there or become a Patreon backer or supporter. Uh, we have a show that's only on Patreon called Agents Dossier, which is a lot of fun. And it's our thank you to our Patreon backers for helping us continue to create for the show. Again, thank you so much for listening. Michelle, Mac, Terry, and myself will be back very soon for you to hear the second part of the Dr. Vogue story. Have a great week. <laughs>